Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Visit IgniteHQ.com.au. Welcome back to the listeners on 1170 SEN and streaming streaming live on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170. Text us on 0457 736 736. And on Twitter and Instagram, DM us at 1170 SEN and at SEN Queensland. All right, like I said earlier in the show, I'm joined today by 230 games of NRL experience. No, I'm not talking about Steve O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Tim Manor with us here today, joining us on the Sunday program. All right, boys, coming up to Savo, we've got the Raiders and your Rabbitohs. Sock, how are you feeling about this one? Well, a little bit nervous, but instead of maybe talking about the Bunnies, I thought maybe since we've got a 200-plus gamer in the room here, and I'm not talking about you, Missile, um, you got Josh, me. Josh Papalihi going to play 250 games. Yeah, just turned 30 the other day. Timmy, to be able to play 200 plus games uh, as a forward, yeah. is something quite spectacular. Where does he rank in your opinion in 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 the modern day forwards and in Canberra forwards as a whole? Oh, he's a great player, mate, and I, I think people think forget that he's played on the edge as well. He was a damaging edge back rower. And he adapted to the middle so well, and he's become he turned into a great front row as well. Um, he's one of those guys that just he's done it at the state level, the, the national, international level, and I think he's he'll go down as one of Queens, uh, Canberra's better forward packs, uh, forward players. But you look at the forward packs I have had in the past, man, mm. they've had some superstars, Whoppers, back there. yeah. It? So, mm. but to be even just have his name mentioned those same sentences as some of those guys says a lot about him. Uh, and he's playing his two fiftieth today. And there's one thing I know about Ricky Stewart. Is he gets his players up for a, for a milestone game? You know those guys. Yep. He's a perfect coach, especially like I had him in Origin as well. And when you got Ricky for like a you know short spurt, like you know we've got something he can get players up very well. Like he motivates and and gets people pumped to their rafters. So I got no doubt he'll do the same thing for Papa Lee. Who have you got in your top uh, top Canberra forwards there, Sock? Well, I've got Josh uh, in there. Yep. Eleven eleven games, eleven caps for Australia, eighteen. For Queensland, David Ferner, I think he's, yep. he's an assistant coach at the moment. At the Bulldogs, the dogs, yeah, flying high. Ruben Wicky, Bradley yep. Clyde, oh, Ruben Hacker was Clyde, Ruben Wicky, Clyde. Uh, yeah, Lomax back in the day played fifteen games. Yep, yep. for uh, New Zealand. So yep. that would be that'd be the ones that I used to watch yeah. growing up playing footy. Is there any there that for, I've missed or you could think? I think they had Glenn Lazarus. Oh, the yeah, brick, yeah, the brick yeah, wall. Lazo yeah. played there. Lazo, yeah, Lazo was there. Just brick wall with eyes, mate. Yeah. I, I actually think Canberra going to win this game. Yeah. Wow. And I know soccer, yes, he asked me. Oh, no, I know. I'm, I'm nervous everywhere. I don't. I think this is a very much a danger game for the Bunnies at the moment. I, they're playing very inconsistent footy. Canberra coming off a good win last week where they showed a lot of fight. And what I liked about their win last week was it showed that 
you know, I went to the final when they played the Roosters a couple of years back and they played like a team that was desperate. They played like a team that was hungry. And that was the first time this season, last round, that I actually saw those characteristics where they showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of uh, stamina and showed that they'll fit to go the full 80. So you know, I think coming off that win, they're going to have a lot, a lot of confidence. So mm. yeah, big, big worrying, worrying game for the Bunnies. They're one of those teams this year, Canberra, when you expect them to win, mm. they lose. And when you expect them to lose, they win. I don't think I've tipped one Canberra game <laughs> all season. Well, they were great last week. I thought that was, that was a sign of showing everyone what they can do, yeah. what they're capable of doing. They've done the Sharks twice now. In the one season. I'll tell you what, you said before, Manly done for the year with no turbo, right? Mm. I'm working to the ladder here, and I'm going to go on a limb and say, the top eight we have now will stay the top eight. The only change I can see is potentially Canberra sneaking in and Seas dropping that's, out. Yeah. So that's why this game is actually really important, because well, that, yeah. it's actually a lot of them on the cards. A lot of, I'll, you know, there's so much on, at stake at the moment, because Canberra, they've had a few lean years and they're a pretty proud club. So they want to get in there. And Seas, you know, the last thing they want to do is, is drop off the rate as well. So this game is so important for both teams. Yep, couldn't agree more, mate. And I, uh, you know, watching the Bunnies, they, they almost strike me as two similar teams. Just looking for something to connect and click. You know, I think when Whiten's on, uh, you know, Canberra's on. And looking at, at the moment, Damien Cook being interviewed, when he runs over 90 metres, South win. So my, yeah. my opinion is we may as well put Cookie at fullback and just get him to get those 90 up quickly in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get like a winner. That. I like it. We've got, the, uh, we've got the team list in here. So there's quite a few changes for Canberra. So if Brad Schneider comes back in for Matt Frawley. They've oh, dropped the Frawley, which surprising. <laughs> I thought Frawley was really good yeah. the past two weeks. Probably mm. their best. Uh, Jack Whiten back from suspension. So that's a huge in for them. Uh, they've got Zach Wolford backing up again this week at Hooker. He debuted last week, had a huge game. And Elliot, uh, Adam Elliott comes in at lock, replaces Corey Harawira Naira, who drops out of the side. Is that an injury or what's, what's Corey out for? It doesn't, it doesn't appear to be. Yeah. Um, he does chop and change with that lineup a bit, Ricky, doesn't he? Um, he's not afraid to drop a player. Mm. Uh, they, they seem to have settled on their centre pairing now of Tomoko and Chris, Sebastian Chris. I was really surprised that Sebastian Chris wasn't getting a run at the start of the year. They seem to be prefer- preferring uh, Valame, semi-Valame. Um, what do we think? White and back, uh, Snyder at, at halfback. This is almost back to their full-strength team now. Is, is that enough? Yeah, I think it is. And I think looking at their previous form, a lot of their issues have been scoring points in the second half. They've been getting out pretty well, defending pretty well and competing for that first half. But I think they went five rounds in a row, barring round two where they come back from 22-0 against the Titans, I think it was, or 20-0 and beat the Titans 22-20. They just could not score points in the second half. Auckland ran over them only a couple of weeks back. It was only the Sharks last week where, as I said, you saw that sort of um, re-emergence of that passion or that ability to stay in the contest for 80 and finish off a game of footy. So, yeah. you know, the danger signs are there. They can put the first 40 together, but for whatever reason, they, they were scoring literally no points in that second 40. So, mm. um, as I said, I, I think White will be key for them uh, in, in this matchup again today. You mentioned the, the Sharks, their sock. They come up in our second game this afternoon, Sharks versus Titans. Uh, for Nukin out, we saw that nasty head knock Again last week, would would he be starting to worry now, Timmy? Do you reckon about the the number of head knocks he's had in a short period? Oh, it's easy for me to say now as a retired player, and looking at the players now that I'm out of that bubble, I I, I do get concerned. I, I watch it and I think, gee, like there's so much more to life than yeah. <laughs> playing one more game or having no week off. Um, but when I'm in there and I was in the bubble, there was one year where I had eight head knocks in one year. Oh, yeah. and, 
Um, doesn't matter how much people try to tell me to be careful. It's yeah. like in my head, I was like, well, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm out of there, I'm like, gee, like I was, I was an idiot sometimes. Like, yeah. Just, and the first half of my career, especially, like that was when we started paying attention to head knocks. The first half of my career, head knocks weren't a thing, mate. You'd, you shake it off. Like if you thought of coming off the field with a head knock, it was embarrassing. Like yeah. it's not even, yeah. it's not even a cork. Just, you know, you shake it off. And we speak to past players, you know, and you, that feeling of you see white, you kind of come to, you don't know where you are. Okay. Yep. I'm here. Okay. And you're back and you kind of slowly it's get back crazy, to it. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah. you look, yeah. We, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but the CTA, you look at Roy Simmons is going for a walk at the moment for mm. uh, Alzheimer's and you're mm. looking at these past players where it, Look, it may not be immediate, and at the time, as you said, you'd get on the field and you yeah. were you were considered soft if you if you yeah. got off. And now it might not be something that may hit you for ten or twenty years down the line. It's only now guys like Boyd Cordner are, are, are sort of getting that advice. So, thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You're, you're, you're screwed, That's mate. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Hang on, mate. The mic's over here. Where are you? There you go. <laughs> But <laughs> no, yeah, like I said, it's um, and watching Fanuki, I actually feel for him because I know I know what it's like as a player. You want to play, and it doesn't matter whether yeah. it's a head knock, whether it's an ACL, it doesn't matter what injury you have. You want to get back on the field ASAP. You're competitive. That's why you're an athlete. You guys are all in the same boat. Mm. Um, I just think that you know, if I was advising him, I'd say just 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 be careful look, and make sure you feel 100 percent before you come back. Take that bit of extra time. So they lose Fanukin, but they've got Wade Graham and Cam McGuinness there. It's a team chock full of leaders, isn't it? Um, they're two guys that. I feel like you'd, you'd follow into battle, right? Yeah, and I think that's been the the key to success. The the recruitment they've done, they've signed guys that aren't just good on the field. They're guys that actually bring a lot to your culture and that guys you can build a club around. Uh, Nico Hines, Fanukin, uh, Cameron McGuinness, like you said, and obviously Wade Graham, he's been there find the flag there for a while, but they've got some good leaders there, and that's how you build your club around guys like that. Uh, and on top of that, Craig Fitzgibbon, who I've, I've got a, a mountain of respect for. I love the way he coaches. I love the way he... He interacts with his players and also the brain he's got. He's got a you know, really mm. clever football brain. So um, I've got no doubt they're going to – yeah, they probably dropped off the radar a little bit last few weeks, but they'll come back in there next next few. So you can listen to that game live here on SEN Nassavo. We've got Braybrook, Sattler and Belcher calling that one. Ooh, another that, Canberra great. Belcher? Yeah. Mm. That, that, Not that, the front row, though. I yeah. think it'll be a good game, that one, actually. You know, the Sharks need to bounce back. They've, they've had a couple of rough weeks there, and the mm. Titans, well, you, you never know what you'll get from the Titans. All right, Paddy. I've got some highlights from Friday night. Tigers and the Bulldogs. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. Let's hear it. Hastings. Dubbing and short. Brilliant from Jackson Hastings to set it up for Stafford Dyer to get his first try as a Tiger. Brown, right side. Madden has kicked over the top. If he gets the bounce, he does. Yeah, that's good from you, Paddy. That's good from you. I was wondering where we were going with that music, and then yeah. there it was, the Eye of the Tiger. I saw Timmy doing a little jig over there. Oh, big <laughs> Katy Perry fan. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Music or appearance? Bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the same. Um, uh, hang on there, Paddy. Um, just a quick one, mate. Do we have any uh, do we have any dogs highlights from that game? Because that was all Tigers. You got anything lined up for us? In the NRL, 
And Marshall King right for Dufty. And Alvinho Jr. look out for an offload. There it is. Fleck Burton. His second try in the blue and white. But that's a big try assist to Tavita Pingo Jr. The assist. Now Marshall King flashes a blue and white everywhere. Dufty in support. Dufty is cut down from behind. But Canterbury have come out of hibernation here. Planning it again. Now Burton finally gets a touch. Shot with the ball. He there, no obstruction. Last tackle, Canterbury. Marshall King from Dummy Harper. He's gone over. Marshall King has scored the Bulldogs second. Ball with Burton. Burton then throws the cutout. Shot down. Carras is over. Yeah, there was some highlights for the Bulldogs. This year you could almost call the Canterbury Bulldogs highlights the Matt Burton highlights. It's a bit of a, a one-man team at the moment. One thing I was a little offended by during the game, and Timmy, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. The West Tigers have stolen the Lebanese drums. That's a Bulldogs thing. That's always been a Bulldogs thing. <laughs> but you look at the Tigers, they got obviously Robbie Farrell on their coaching staff. Yeah, so you reckon Adam, Robbie's brought it in. Adam Dewey, Alex Twal, they, yeah. they've just got a... It's the majority there. of the Lebanese community Fair playing. enough. Well, they I'm, deserve the drums. I'm going to call Hazem during the week and say, Hazem, we want those <laughs> yeah, drums back. the drums. Yeah, yeah we want the drums style. back. Well, you know, you're a Bulldogs fan. That was. That I was, remember, yeah, going to the games yeah, as a kid. Yeah. The, the drums, yeah, it was. Uh, the Bulldogs army with the drums and the flares. Remember and, the, the, what burnt me as a player? As a player, player, sorry, I um I used to love watching Parra Bulldogs games. They're always great, oh same you know? Parra yeah. Bulldogs, Bulldogs Direct Dragons. There was a big blue in the crowd once, and it was a Parramatta yeah. Dogs game. So then yeah. they banned Parramatta mm. Bulldogs games getting played at Parramatta Stadium mm. for like 10 years because um, because of security. There was enough security at those stadiums yeah. to be at ANZ. Yeah. And I, that was my whole career. So I literally, my whole career, I never got to play the Bulldogs in oh, Parramatta. Oh, you're kidding. So where would they and just play at back, ANZ? They said all the games, so both games of the year would be at ANZ. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. talking to uh, Aaron Warburton, CEO of, of the Bulldogs. Um, You're in line for the yeah, coaching job, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm petitioning for a spot on the wing. <laughs> yeah, you, did, you, did, you did some stuff with us in yeah in the in the pools, Parramatta pools. Was that, was that you or not? Uh, I didn't work with Parramatta. I, I I have trained out at Parramatta pool over the years. It, you, you might have you just got in his way. You won't believe the Olympics yeah. and Timmy's just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't believe this sock. So Parramatta had this beautiful Olympic swimming pool. You know where that pool is now? Straight under Combank Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> they concreted it it's and put the stadium there. Yeah. It's very controversial, mate. So, the, the locals weren't happy. Yeah, for any young swimmers in the Parramatta area, no longer. That said, though, there is the, the new plans for the new the new pool, the new facility is actually pretty incredible. There's a new one yeah, is there, near the cool. stadium. No, nah, it's actually where the old uh, golf course is, uh, just a bit further out of Parramatta. Yeah, like, it's in okay. Parramatta still, but near Parramatta Westfields. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was talking to Aaron Warburton. I went and watched the Panthers. Um, Bulldogs game out at, uh, out at the new Parramatta Stadium. I said, imagine this stadium when the Bulldogs and Parramatta are both uh, powerhouses at the same time. Because those early 2000s Bulldogs Parramatta games oh. used to be off the oh, chart. There was some yeah. absolute humdingers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humdingers. Yeah. Humdingers. Humdingers. Yeah. 
Uh, my my, my favourite game of my career was a Powerball game. Was the the '09 preliminary final. Oh, I remember it. it. Yeah. yeah. Scored, what they came home late, didn't they? With the wet sail, the doggies didn't. Oh, they? No, that was '98. That was that was a bit. Before yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, that, this yeah. this Parramatta that, that was around the time of Fui Fui Moi Moi. I remember Ben Hennett going head to head with Fui right, Fui yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Mick yeah. Ennis. That game was actually Hasm's last game of his career. So was it? I was pretty. I was, as a Hasm fan, I was yeah, I was glad yeah. to be part of it. But um, yeah, good day. I got my first try. I didn't get many tries. So six. Yeah, one in that game. Yeah, six. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, and uh, that was the year you guys went through to the grand final again. So that game was Melbourne. the grand final. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, so it was like yeah, seventy-seven thousand yeah, yeah. or something like that. Oh my word! And, when, and yeah. they haven't done this much, but when they sold the tickets, they asked who you went for. So when we came out of the tunnel. It was literally split in half. One half of the stadium was all blue and gold. One half was all blue and white. And the whole yeah. game was just back and forth. The crowd was just electric. I loved it. it uh, yeah. Good. And you got your first ever NRL try in front of 77,000. Yeah. And that's when Hainsey was on fire. So what I did was I just, I hadn't scored all year. Yeah. So I was just stalking him. Every time he was he had the ball, I was just like trying to follow him to uh, yeah. get, a, get a try. <laughs> trying to keep up with him. And sure enough, last tackle got the ball. And he tried to pass it to Daniel Mortimer. And I've just David intercepted. I've <laughs> got the ball between the two of them. How good. That's desperation for yeah. you. Tell me, so you've you've been a Bulldogs fan and then you've played for Para. The the issues they used to have in the crowd and stuff like that. Who who was that? Whose fault was that? Was that Bulldogs fans or was that Para? Do you mean the Lebanese people? Is it, is that well, they, <laughs> <laughs> Probably the Lebanese drum people. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I think it was a bit of both, mate. We um got what, who's Para got? So we had the Bulldogs army. Yeah, uh, at Canterbury. What, what's Para's fanatics the, the called? The Blue and Gold Army. Blue and Gold Army. Blue and Gold Army. What's, what's the dogs one? Bulldogs Army. Now they call oh, them the kennel. the kennel. The Kennel. Yeah. Uh, they're, the they're, Bulldogs Army sounds a bit. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, well, Blue and Gold Army sounds very similar as well. Yeah. What's, what's the burrow? The burrow is the, the burrow. one? Yeah, just yeah. the burrow, yeah. I think we actually might have a little bit of uh, footage here. We've been able, Paddy's been able to dig it up of uh, Timmy's first try. Oh, let's take a good. listen. Oh, let's go. Good. It's found Tim Manor, and Manor has scored. Short ball to Robson, gets through the front line, keeps it alive. Back to Kingston, on to Manor. Oh, you, and gave the little finger point and the kiss. Look at How that, good. eh? <laughs> Memories. How good is it to have your, uh, your, your your highlights, your first NRL, NRL try like that called by Ray Warren with mm. Sterlo chiming in? It's even oh. better when you bring in your own video so we could play it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> I've got, I've got that, that was nice of you, mate. I wrote that video on my phone, so whenever anyone asks, I just play it straight away. <laughs> Did you tell me uh, after? Oh, you, you might not have gone out after that one. It was a week before the grand final, but you go out after the grand final. Do you have that one in the back pocket at the nightclub, ready to whip out and go, girls? Check out this. Try in front of seventy-seven thousand. Six foot six, built six foot six sideways. Yeah, and tight. I don't think yeah. he needs the video. Does it he? out. Yeah, no, nah, you, you did feel pretty cool for that week. <laughs> yeah, as, as, yeah. as a young kid coming through, I was yeah. like, um, but then we got grounded pretty quickly down to earth after losing the grand final a week after. So, yeah. Um, what a place to score your first try, though. 77,000. Did you ever get, was there ever in football you'd get incentivized? You'd had your contract. Was there any incentivized to score tries or anything like that? Like, nah. No, well, never pretty not, flat not, contracts. Maybe not for a front row. I hope you didn't get paid <laughs> for a try. I'm going to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually. We are, I used to get match payments. That was kind of an incentive for like younger kids that are just starting out. So you get your contract, yeah. but if it's a smaller contract, you get match payments for every game you play. Okay. So I got five grand for my first game, and then three grand a game per game after that. After. Yeah. And my first year, which was only I had matches, I, I debuted round one, and didn't miss a game till ever like a whole game. So like I played twenty eight games. I couldn't have I couldn't have milked it anymore. Right. And then, the, and then <laughs> at the, after that year, the club said, okay, no more matches next year. We'll, uh, we'll change Have to pay you, give you a flat yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I, first try in 2009, did they come thick and fast for you after that? 
<laughs> it was a very lean, <laughs> lean few years afterwards. I, we, made the, we made the grand final that year. I thought, you know what, this is easy. We'll make grand finals yeah. every year. And as a para junior, we always had success at a younger age. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone follows the NRL closely, but after 2009, apparently we didn't play a finals game until 2017. Oh, oh, it was yeah. a lean, lean few years, guys. Yeah. I had, I had, what did we have? Four different boards, six different CEOs. I played on six different coaches. Um, yeah, over a hundred plays throughout my career at the club. We just roll through a lot of oh a, a lot of a lot of changes. Eight I saw a lot of things in my time. Playing a single finals game. Crazy. Yeah. That's some good off season trips though. Oh great off season. <laughs> the, the best part about that was I was able to plan my off season trip in advance. <laughs> Halfway through the year I knew we were done. I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm not gonna stay for the final. I will probably get to the Europe summer yeah. in September. Yeah, yeah. mate, I can make your wedding. <laughs> Isn't that round one of the finals? No yeah. problem, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you kinda you you reached the pinnacle. In your first year, it's tough, isn't it? Like, where do you? I mean, obviously, you didn't win the grand final, but you almost did everything there was to do in that first year. Of course, you went on to play, to play Origin and, and international football later on. But in terms of crowds and moments, you, you did it all straight off the bat. Yeah, it, was, uh, it made the rest of it feel worse because you know what it does taste like the success. So I keep looking back at '09, thinking how mad that, how enjoyable that ride was. And yeah. I get envious of watching teams like Melbourne that are always just doing it, they're always mm. winning. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, and I looked, you know, I talked about, you know, origin players getting picked on those top teams. I made origin on the back of those, the, those first Successful couple of years. Teams, yes. Yeah. And then I, when I will come in like second last and last for a couple of years, I was playing the exact same footy that I was playing when I played origin. Mm. I was coming in a team that was coming last. So Not it, it makes it a lot harder to kind of put your case forward and coaches to pick you and even mm. though they might like you and mm. for them, they got to depend themselves and say, well, why are we picking this guy? The team's obviously struggling. Yeah. Was, was that tempting then to, to leave para? Yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. I was only once in my career where I was really tempted to leave. Um, and it wasn't because of that. It was just because we had so many changes. Yeah, we had, and it was that, you know, Ricky Stewart walked out. He, he was yeah. done with us. Yeah. And there was a time there I was like, you know what, well, maybe it's time to have a look elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I stayed. I'm glad I did stay because, you know, looking back now, I'm, I'm, I'm actually am proud to say I stayed there my One career. club man. Yeah. And you got, a, yeah. you got a gig out of it. You're an ambassador there at the Eels. Ambassador there, which is um, nice to keep connected with the club, connected with the sport. And obviously, um, I get to do this for enjoy as well. Yeah. And well, you captain, captain the club as well. Like That's got to be... Yeah, well, looking back, you know, as a kid, you think captaining is 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 awesome. You know, you want to be the captain. I was captain of our, you know, of our twenties team. I was captain of you know Australian schoolboys and junior kangaroos and all that stuff. But if I if I'm being honest with myself now, I got made captain at twenty five, so kind of like the midway point of my career. And if, I reckon that was the point where things started becoming less fun. Yeah, so up, up until then, Too I was mate, living the dream, a kid, yeah. playing first grade, getting yeah. paid good money, yeah, with yeah. your mates, yeah. no stress, no like you didn't you didn't feel much of the the pressure, mm. yeah. And then once I got made captain as a twenty five year old, a lot of like you, everything came a lot more serious. Yeah. Everyone um, else's problems is your problem. Yeah, you'd lose a game, you'd, you'd struggle to sleep yeah. at night because you know that it's going to be a longer week. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, when coaches walked out, or when um, you know boards changed or CEOs changed, you knew that you were going to get dragged into all this stuff you didn't want to get dragged into. Um, so things change a lot then. So looking back now, I'd probably tell players, I know captaincy is a great thing and it's, it is like, there are a lot of accolades that go with it, but it's also, uh, it changes the game for you a little bit and does become less, a bit less fun. It is quite young to become captain, isn't it? 25. Um, who else was at the club at the time? Like what, what were the options? I was made co-captain with Jared and then he, yeah. he left that next year. So then yeah. I was on my own for a year or two. And yeah. then, um, I got made co-captain with Bo Scott for a year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he finished up. And then um, towards the end of my career, I shared it with Gutho. 
Okay. Oh, nice. Start yeah, taking yeah. it personally when everyone leaves you as co-captain. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it me or you? <laughs> but I think it's important to reg- when you are. It's interesting you say that because uh, I captain the Blues as well, and I think it's important that you can be a leader without having the C next to your name. So you can be yeah. good at what you do. And if I had my time again at New South Wales, I did for two years, I wouldn't say yes to it because I lost all the fun. Uh, yeah. Didn't start playing well. Started doubting my own ability and felt like I had eyes on me every week. When yeah. I shunned that away, I felt like I could be a really good foot soldier. Help my teammates out. Have fun. Be myself. And remember Matthew Mott, who's the white ball England coach, said, said to me the same thing. He said, "You know, you can be still a good leader in this team without having the responsibilities of captain because you kind of need to be a little bit different as a captain. You need to be a bit aloof. You need to make sure you tick every box. You're you're, you're the first there, last to leave, all that sort of stuff." And yeah. Quite, quite rightly said, sucks the fun out of playing. Do you think being the captain, like and there's, like you there's, are today? Yeah, I am the captain. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it myself. It's <laughs> taking the fun out of it. <laughs> um, do you think being the captain, like let's say you, you're going on an end of year trip or or mid season, there's a, there's a, a week off or whatever, and the boys are having a night out. Do you think as captain you have to? Not separate yourself from the group a bit, but hold yourself to a higher standard in a way. Like, is is that a thing in a team sport? Because I've I've never experienced that uh, coming from the swim team. Yeah, well, for me, it was I was never the loosest guy in the world either. So yeah. I think that was part of the reason I was captain because I knew I was kind of reliable. You know, I was never the superstar on the field, so I was never the captain like Tedesco. Tedesco's captain because he's a freak. Yeah, I was never a freak on the field. But yeah. I was captain because I knew that I had leadership skills and I can, you know, be a consistent leader they can rely on and and can yeah. influence the boys, but. Mm-hmm. Um, there were definitely. I used to have that many sleepless nights. Like when, when we had a big drink, I knew that um, the next day. Turn the phone off and yeah, hide yeah, under your bed. So I, and I, and I, and I, I don't like staying out late, late. But sometimes yeah. I'd stay out late just to make sure that everything went to plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sound like yeah. you're a good captain. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah, we, yeah. we had we had one year where our CEO called me at six a.m. It was so oh, yeah. Wow. You lose a game on a Saturday, last game of the season. Bad yeah. Monday's three days away. Yeah. So you know we had the Saturday night, Sunday you're drinking. Oof. Sunday night, come Monday morning, six a.m. CEO calls me. He's like. Mate, Timmy, uh, I've got you on speaker with the team, man. I'm like, real formal. Oh, no, what's happened? He goes, uh, Man, man, those cancelled this year. You are not to go to the pub. And I'm like, Oh, no, mate, good luck. Good luck. How are you? 30 guys have well, been drinking for two more, days. I'm already here. You're going to have to drag me off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Mate, I, go, I could try, but the, you know, they're going to be hard to kind of convince not to go to the pub. They're, they're still trying. So it's up to you. And then he'll tell me a few stories of all this is what's happened last night. Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I'll let yeah. the boys know. <laughs> oh, no. I'll let the boys well, know. <laughs> isn't it funny you're seeing Reynolds now? So there was a story out in the Courier Mail. They've obviously got nothing better to do except a bit of talk. What a rubbish story. I know. Oh. I know. Like, guys, what a few beers, he's the captain, and the club has to come out and defend themselves, right? Right. Story was, and I hate that I'm giving it airtime, but it only adds into the what yep. we're talking about. And I'm a big Adam Reynolds fan, a Broncos fan, and he's the captain. And he's gone out and had a few beers with his teammates, quiet ones with fans. You know, or may not have had beers, but he was out late, and then that becomes a story, which really frustrates me because this guy's done nothing but turn do good for this club. But there are people out there who try yeah. and pin you, like they've yeah. done with Reynolds. There's a photo of him the next morning in the same clothes. People are like, oh, he's you know he's had some big night out or whatever when he's injured or got the groin strain. Ben, yeah. I can come out and defended him and said, look, I want nothing but a leader yeah. at this club. Come over early on holidays, so it frustrates me a little bit. I'm sure he's on the first person to wear the same clothes two days in a row. Yeah. 
That's right. It's on. It's like PJs on today. Yeah, I'll, 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 wake, I'll wake up in this. All right, let's go to a break. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call one three hundred oh one 1170 Text us in on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six and DM us on Twitter and Instagram at eleven seventy SEN and at SEN Queensland. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. To win the ultimate state of origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, guys, now it's time for a Dabble update. Joining me now is Josh. How's your weekend been, mate? And I've uh, heard we've had a little win here at SEN. Yeah, a little win. I'll tell you what, you're on fire constantly. Show them why you've got the job in the big seat, mate, because uh, yesterday, nice little win. George Illawarra got up. The Cowboys, rather, got up. Penrith as well. So that's a nice little multi there, paying 552. Um... Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.